right, here we are again, another episode of the Wing It Worldwide podcast. My name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. And today we're going to Siem Reap, Cambodia. Oh, that's exotic. You know, here's the thing about Cambodia in general. Eight years ago, no one had ever been. Now everybody wants to go there. Everybody's going there. It's like at the top of everybody's bucket list. I remember the first time I heard about it. Not Cambodia, but of Angkor Wat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I saw that. And what did I tell you? Ooh, I want to go there. And none of it was restored yet when we saw that. This was like 10 years ago. That was a documentary. And we were in Hong Kong in our hotel room. That was the first time you'd ever heard of it? Yes. Oh, I'd heard of it, but it just wasn't like a thing yet. No, I, that documentary made me want to be there. Oh, yeah. Well, and we I, put it on our bucket list at that right. moment. And they were talking about how many changes they were making to it and how it was eventually going to be touristy and whatever. Right. I said, we want to be there before it became overrun with tourists. Well, the thing about Cambodia is it's yet another one of those countries that got a bad rap from an American perspective. Man, Khmer Rouge, Pol Pot killed a third of his country. Scary stuff. Oh, yeah. And it's associated with the Vietnam War, of course, and not a good, memorable way. And so people just don't think of it as a place to go. But yet you have all those beautiful Khmer temples, not to be confused with the Khmer Rouge. Right. The Khmer Empire is from hundreds of years ago. Hindu, actually. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And just this massive expanse of temples and the accoutrement that go with it. Like one of the videos we have that you can see on the blog is that huge place where they would have sports and mm-hmm. they would do shows and the stone changing rooms that, that where they would perform for the king. And no one ever sees it. And everything. Yeah. Imagine in its day had to have been glorious. Still is. Even today is run down, you know, and, and aged with time as it is. It's still just an amazing place to visit. And, of course, everybody knows about Ta Prome, which when the Tomb Raider movie was made, everybody was like, wow, where's this exotic place where they're filming? Now everyone would see the Tomb Raider movie and go, oh, yeah, come on, please. The Jungle Temple. Yeah, right, where the tree roots are growing through the temple and everything. Right. Just iconic nowadays. Everybody knows about it. Go and touch it and play in there and one of, th- one of the things we were talking about the last time we were talking about Cambodia was the whole idea of Angelina Jolie being in that movie yes. and wanting to adopt all the children from Cambodia. Right. And we figured out why. Yeah. And you will never know what that's like until you've been there. Yeah. Just since the way the people are there is mm. incredible. They've been through so much terrible stuff in history. Yeah. And a lot of them have lost family and parents and children. And have the scars from it. Oh, yeah, that that was hard to that was yeah. hard to see, and they are so happy. They don't yep. go around going, "Woe is me! I'm sad and depressed, and this life sucks." You don't see that. No, they they are very happy. They want to live life. They want to take their country back and be thrilled and forget about the past. And we're looking forward. It makes you well up. I mean, it was very emotional for me to see. Right. They have such a positive attitude and they were so warm and so kind. And you just, the children were so sweet and intelligent. And and beautiful. And you just wanted to hold and take them all home. And you really did want to take care of them. You know, a lot of times you'll find the children are selling trinkets. And Cambodia is another one of those countries where if someone who knew what they were doing came in and started a legit business selling real souvenirs, they would just clean up because everybody's selling the same little cheesy trinkets over right. and over and over and over again. And these poor little kids are running around selling bracelets and postcards. postcards. But I will tell you something. As much as everybody's like, don't support that commerce because you know these kids should be in school or whatever, 
First of all, the culture is what it is. Right. Second of all, some of those kids are phenomenal salespeople. And they them- understand. They get it more than like six and seven figure salespeople do here in the United States. Right. I want to hire them all and build a sales force. Right. Well, not only I mean, that, their math skills were incredible. I mean, oh, yeah. They were faster than I could even calculate. I mean, I would want my calculator figured out. Oh, yeah. They knew how much you owed them and how much change to give you. They had it down. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Smart little kids. And we happened across a whole family and we realized they were all kids. They were all orphans. Mm-hmm. And they were running an impromptu orphanage together and the older kids were taking care of the younger kids. Mm-hmm. And they had the little stalls where they sold their stuff, where did it be right. shirts and dresses and bracelets, you name it. All the little trinkets that were there was to support them and the little ones. You know, we couldn't help but think while we were there that we wanted to give back. And one of the things that they suffer from in Cambodia is a lack of clean water like you hear about with Charity Water and other organizations that mostly serve Africa. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wanted to do something. And the tour guides were like, yeah, you know, you have to really go through the proper channels for that because the government uh, just steals all the money and keeps it. Which is a, a sad thing yeah. that happens. But um, Cambodia is one of those countries that now everybody's starting to see what a delight it is to visit. Everyone who goes there, it's near the top of their favorite countries they've ever been to. Right. It's just amazing. Beers. Yeah. And the monkeys, like they're oh, selling yes. you little little uh, bananas. bananas and the monkeys actually don't rip your hand off. They're actually <laughs> somewhat friendly. Well, they're spoiled brats. Oh, the, yeah. They absolutely. get a banana, they smell it and decide, well, yeah, I think I'll eat this one or nah, it's not up to my standards. The other thing about Cambodia is it's one of those countries that isn't Americanized yet. Yeah, It still has its own culture. It's there still is, affordable. There isn't a single American fast food place as of when we went anywhere in Siem Reap, certainly. That's true. There wasn't. Not even a KFC. And KFCs are everywhere. And the food was wonderful. We had no trouble finding good food. It was uh, very uh, affordable, real inexpensive oh, to be more. deeply inexpensive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the nightlife, they did, was a... Um, a couple of blocks there where there was... Pub Street, they called yeah. it. I would avoid that, though. That's where they dinged you for the American, you know, cost of things. Yeah, but, you know, the food was great. It was nice to have some nightlife. Yeah. And they even have... Remember, we went to... It was a food and dinner show. And they oh, had yeah. the, the show, the dancing, yeah. where they show the culture. And yes, it's touristy and all that, but where else are you going to go where people get to show their customs and their dances That's and right. they're dressed in their garments? That's right. That's the, really the only way to see that unless there's a festivity happening and you happen to be in town at the right day. Plus, what else are you doing at night? It's a daytime place. You're going to get up in the morning at dawn and go see the sunrise over Angkor Wat, which is a must. Right. And, you know, you're going to want to be gallivanting around and spending a lot of calories all day long. It's one of those places where you turn in early. But I do remember when we went to the local bar. Mm-hmm. And remember that Canadian guy and I. Right. Just were taking turns buying rounds of beer for the entire place. Because it was cheap. It was like eight bucks to buy everybody. And you got your beer glasses there. <laughs> got my beer glass there. And I was saying to the guy, hey, I want to buy one of these really cool beer glasses. Can I give you five U.S. dollars for it? And the guy's eyes lit up. And he gave me two glasses of each kind he had, plus he put a pitcher on the table. Mm-hmm. A pitcher that had a logo of the Angkor beer. Right. And I, he was like, no, take it all. And I was thinking, man, I just cool. like made this guy's life for five U.S. dollars. Yes. That's how inexpensive it made is. Your, made your day for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, I had to figure out how to get that back home without breaking it. Oh, you're, you're the queen of that. <laughs> you're the female ninja of that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Bubble wrap and... 
creative folding of clothes and everything to get my beer glass collection. No kidding, right? Lots of dirty socks. Speaking of beer, there's something funny over there that no one ever talks about on travel shows. The predominant beer brand is Angkor. A-N-G-K-O-R, like Angkor Wat. Well, some, you know, particularly industrious entrepreneur started a brand of beer called Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R, with an anchor on it. And they pronounce it Anchor. Right. Just so that people know what beer to order. Right. It's hard to order there unless you know exactly what you're pronouncing and making sure you order the right one. Well, basically, it backfired on the entrepreneur because he was going to think, oh, I'm going to have Anchor beer and people are going to ask for Anchor beer and they're going to give him mine, you know. Mm -hmm. But what happens is even when people want his beer, they're ordering the They're giving them the Anchor beer because Anchor beer is just ubiquitous. It's the national drink, you know. It's always amazing to me how everybody has great beer or at least has beer. You know, every country has beer. It's the thing that ties us all together. Is beer. But uh, I got me an Anchor beer glass, too, and I still laugh about that. Yes. Remember the floating village? Yes. I didn't want to touch the water. And yeah. this is water that they drink. And there's kids, I want to say, rolling up to you, but floating up to you. And the little kids got a snake wrapped around her, and they're trying to have you give her money and stuff. One thing that sticks with me about the floating village was when we got on the boat to go there, happened at kind of like a little depot for tourists, and you all float out there and see it and come oh, back. That's right. I, I know what you're going to say. Right. We get back. Oh, there's oh, the There's a timer. Let me finish my thought. We get back, and there's this guy giving us these little plates, the souvenir plates. Done. Right. And we're thinking, you know, we're not in the mood to buy trinkets. No, so, you know, no, we, no. We've already spent. No, thank you. But when you look at the trinket, he shows you this thing. It's a picture of yourself on the plate. And a good picture of you. Right, with Angkor Wat in the background. So in stealth mode, this guy took a picture of you, fired a plate in the amount of time it took you to see the village, which is like an hour. That guy earned his money. We bought it. That plate is sitting in the living room. <laughs> it's, it's like, I tell everybody about it. it. That is the coolest souvenir operation ever. Right, smooth. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Stealth mode. Yeah. Siem Reap, Cambodia, we could go on and on about. We didn't even pretty much touch the temples. There's so much more to talk about, including our guide who slept in and was drunk. Right. When he was supposed to meet us at the airport. The airport was brand new and beautiful. It and was. they welcomed you with open arms. It's all on the blog, www.wingitworldwide.com, front slash podcast. We'll get you to the show notes. Click on the link to the blog. More pictures, more fun from Siem Reap, Cambodia there. More information. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Pinterest, lots of pictures there, and check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All you need to remember is Wing It Worldwide, all one word, and we nailed all of those usernames for all of those services. That's right. Woohoo! And if you like the show, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. Let us know you're out there. It'd be very much appreciated. Until we talk to you again real soon, this is Scott. And this is Emily. Be good. And have fun. Winget Worldwide podcast is copyright X and Y communications. All rights reserved worldwide. Remember, you can go to the show notes page at www.wingitworldwide.com front slash podcast. There you'll find out much more about all the destinations talked about by Scott and Emily on this show. Remember, if there's anything left out that you wanted to hear, chances are you'll find it there. It's all at www.wingitworldwide.com front slash podcast.
This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for the Wing It Worldwide Podcast. Until next time, be good and have fun.